Dodger fans. How are we feeling today? You're stepping into the dugout of the Dodger Dogs podcast. I'm Christian Cruz, your host. I'll be diving into Dodger baseball news, game recaps, stats, and much more from a fan's perspective. So grab yourself a dog, peanuts, sunflowers, or Cracker Jack, and let's take a trip around the diamond. So today's just an update. The day after I recorded episode three, the Kershaw resigning news broke. So I'm going to go over that today. But first, uh, please subscribe. And if you can, give a review. Uh, but only four stars and above. That'd be great. Uh, so I appreciate it. Also, feel free to follow me on Twitter at the Dodger Dogs or Instagram at the Dodger Dogs Podcast. Or email me any questions or comments at the Dodger Dogs Podcast at gmail.com. So let's slide into today's update. All right. So Clayton Edward Kershaw is back, cherry on top of an offseason that's to remember. It's been amazing. So we everybody's talking about it and seeing when he was going to come back. We all suspect that he'd come around the time that they were going to be reporting to uh, opening or when they were going to be reporting to uh, spring training uh, just because he's probably going to go on the 60. Uh, not probably. He will be going on the 60-day uh, DL um, uh, injury list, basically. So... Just happy to have the guy back. I mean, someone deserves to be in, at one team for his entire career is uh, Clayton Kershaw. Happy to have him. Uh, I know a lot of people are saying he's middle of the rotation. But, you know, a healthy Kershaw could be still an ace. Um, I would still feel like he's going to be maybe a one or two starter if he's fully healthy. We'll see how it goes this year. Uh, but, again, we lo- we're just happy that he's back. I think he's he's been a cornerstone of the Dodgers. Um, and so I'm going to just kind of get into a little bit uh, uh, about him and just kind of the contract itself. So, first off, you know, Clayton uh, Kershaw actually debuted in 2008. Uh, he's been with the boys in blue ever since. He's the only known one team, one home here in L.A. Um, so in terms of, like, his background in awards, he's a 10-time All-Star, a three-time National League Cy Young Award winner, the 2014 NL Most Valuable Player, and a World Series champion in 2020. Yes, 2020, he won the World Series. Uh, so I wanted to jump in there a little quick in terms of, like, the postseason. You know, all I got to say is poppycock, that he hasn't pitched well. All pitchers have their ups and downs. Ken Kershaw has been in plenty of playoff series. He's pitched great, you know, lights out. He's pitched, you know, not great poorly in, in some spots. That doesn't take away from his body of work and what he's done in the postseason. So last I checked, it's a team sport. It still takes people to score runs. It still takes people to do their part on the defense to win those games. So it's just not on him. He's put up the numbers. Overall, he's put up the numbers. He should have, at minimum, two World Series championships. Um, he made two starts in the 2017 NLCS against the Chicago Cubs. Both were Dodger wins, including the clinching Game 5. He allowed three runs in 11 innings, only three in 11 innings, in the two games with nine strikeouts and only two walks. So that, right off the bat, tells you, he, he's been lights out in the playoffs as well. So this narrative about him not being good is just just dumb, and those people just don't understand baseball or haven't seen it or just choose not to think about it. So Kershaw started the opening game of the 2017 World Series for the Dodgers against the Houston Astros. He struck out uh, 11 batters in the game without walking anyone and allowed one run, a solo home run, actually. Uh, so that was the only run in the game that he allowed on three hits to pick up the win. His 11 strikeouts were the third most ever by a Dodger pitcher in World Series games in any World Series game. So when you talk about all the World Series that the Dodgers have won, the pitchers that have come through the Dodgers organization, I mean, he is up there. I mean, and besides uh, Sandy Koufax, I don't think there's anybody better than than Clayton Kershaw. So for, for people to say like what they've been saying about his postseason struggles, 
part of it is fair. Most of it isn't, though. So I think it's just a lot of haters just hating on him. Um, he started the second game of the series and pitched eight scoreless innings while allowing only two hits also. So, I mean, these are just from that one series. As, but these are, like, high leverage moments. So I, I think when we talk about what he's done, we got to look at the entire body of work in the playoffs as well. Uh, Kenny Kershaw failed to register a single swing and miss on 51 curveballs and sliders in Game 5 of that 2017 World Series against the Houston Astros. If you don't believe me, go watch Blake Harris, TBL, TBLA uh, on Twitter or X now. He has a video up there from a few years back with each single pitch. It is impossible for any batter, I don't care who you are, how much homework you've done, you're not not going to swing at at least one of those curveballs. He has been, he's been one of the best throwers in baseball when it comes to these off uh, off um, speed pitches. And you're telling me that these hitters laid off 51 of those pitches? That's that's just a lie. So at the end of the day, when he's been in those uh, um, positions, he stepped up. It's not his fault that people decided to cheat. And yes, they cheated. The, the commission didn't want to come down on those players. He gave them immunity, which I thought was not the best thing in the world. I mean, they should have been uh, hit hard. But at the end of the day, he did his part. He should have too. If he had that World Series as, as they should have, we would never have this conversation. So at the end of the day, look at his body of work. That's all I'm saying. But we're happy to have him. At the, you know, I just want to go over a little bit more uh, career stats. So in terms of his career stats, let's just look a little bit at his career regular season. So he's won 210 games out of uh, 92 losses. His ERA over his career has been 2.48. Um, his whip is over his career is 1.00. So what does whip mean? Uh, and I don't think I covered whip in the second uh, episode. But whip basically reflects a pitcher's tendency for allowing batters to reach base. That is, uh, when he's pitching, how often he's going to allow a batter to reach first, whether it's a hit a walk, or anything in between. So, therefore, the way kind of you have to look at this is a lower whip indicates better performance. So, adding the, so what you're doing is you're actually adding the number of walks and hits allowed and dividing the sum by the number of innings pitched. One or lower over the course of a season will often rank among the league, league leaders in Major League Baseball. I'm going to read that again so you guys understand that. 1.00 or lower over the course of one season, just one season, will often rank among the league leaders in Major League Baseball. Clayton Kershaw, over his career, is 1.00. So he has been an elite player for 13-plus years. So you can't tell me this guy isn't one of the best, if not the best, in the modern era. So I just, I'm going to dive a little bit into the contract. Uh, there isn't a whole lot out there in terms of the contract, like the, the specifics of it. Once they kind of reach a little bit more detail on it, I'll probably dive in a little bit more. But for the most part, it's something we, we suspected. I was kind of saying $20 million over ten year, over two years. Um, so what it is actually is the contract includes, and this is through The Athletic by Fabian Ardaya. On, uh, I think he, he wrote this article on the 9th of uh, February. So Kershaw's new Dodgers contract includes $10 million guaranteed with the chance to make more. Max out at a roughly $12 million in 2024. So basically... If he does what he's supposed to do in 2024, makes all of his starts, does what he has to do in terms of, of getting out there and pitching and staying healthy, he's going to get $12 million. At the very least, he's going to get $10 million. So that's guaranteed no matter what happens. 
However, if he makes those 2024 20, starts as as they indicate they're going to everybody thinks he's going to do and if everything goes as planned, his 2025 salary would also increase to that same rate. So basically what they're saying is between 10 and 12 million dollars. So you're looking anywhere between 20 and 24 million dollars over two years. That's if he decides to come back in 2025. Depending on how it goes in 2024. So if for example he he doesn't make a complete recovery, something happens, there's a you know his his uh training doesn't go the way he wants it to go, he's just not feeling right, or or there's just setbacks in his re- rehab, he we may not see him in 2024. In which case he may decide to either pick up the option in 2025 and just you know go from there, or decide to call it a career either or uh we're probably likely going to see him closer to the end of this year i think closer to the end of september well actually not even September, probably earlier september mid-september um just because it's it, you know shoulder surgery is weird like that you just don't know with them with an older pitcher uh it might take a little longer ideally we like to see him in august early august right around there so it gives him august uh all of August, all of September to kind of get acclimated to the to the ball game, get his uh his innings in and and see to see if he gets uh, developed into like more of a five to six inning pitcher again. I don't know that it's gonna happen. We'll see how it goes. Regardless, he's still a Dodger. He still can contribute whether it's in the clubhouse or outside of it. But even if he's contributing outside of it, we could we could plan to say he's gonna be a pretty solid player if he's as good as new as he said recently. So bottom line is he's a Dodger. He's a Dodger for life. He's gonna retire a Dodger. He is one of the best pitchers in history. So that kind of leads me into my next point. Kershaw on any list is top five in the modern era. That's all pitchers in the modern era. So since the end of the dead ball era, which ended in 1923. So since 1923, on any list, he's going to be in the top five. Look at it. I don't care who you are. You're talking about Nolan Ryan, the big unit here. You know, uh, not the big unit um, in terms of uh, Randy Johnson. I mean, that's who the big unit is, right? So we're talking about Nolan Ryan, the big unit, Randon Johnson. Uh, we're talking about some of the league's best, top five. You, you throw any name out there. I don't care who it is. He's up there regardless. So I'm going to go into this last segment here, and I know it's only an update, so we're going to try and keep it uh, as short as possible. But you know what actually really cracks my bat? While Kershaw has had some you know, stunning outings in the postseason and some not very good, any team or fan base would have sold their souls to have him. So don't give me this BS that he chokes because the stats don't show that. You know, they just don't show that. You're all just mad yet again that the Los Angeles Dodgers developed and kept through his entire career a first ballot all-time top five great MLB uh, in MLB history Hall of Famer. Period. So any fan base, I don't care who you are, would crawl over bodies to have gotten him. So all those people that say he's choking in the playoffs, he's not good in the playoffs, I guarantee you would not be saying that if he was on your team. And he'd probably be elevating quite a few of those teams to a position where they're playing in the playoffs consistently. They're going for championships, just like he has been with the Dodgers. So I'm going to leave it there. And mic drop. So long. Good night. You crybabies. He's a Dodger for life. Enjoy. Anyway, that will be it for today. But I plan on releasing episodes on some things moving forward and maybe more if, if time permits. This last go around, I'm releasing two just because of the significant updates. But. With spring training starting, I'm sure I'm going to be able to dive into a couple of things. I'm going to try and keep it between 20 minutes or so per episode, but some of them might be shorter, some might be longer, so we'll, we'll see from there. Um, but I will also continue my What Cracks My Bat uh, take, so uh, happy to 
to uh, dive into any specifics uh, when it comes to that. But if you guys have comments about it, you want me to kind of dive into something, just let me know. Um, and we'll, we'll take it from there. But again, thanks for listening. And until next time, bleed blue, stay blue. Let's go Dodgers.